So the, the cell material was about relationships. And the reason why I wanted you guys to speak about relationships is because I wanted to really find out or I wanted you to discuss in groups the relationships that you have with people and the significance of the relationships that you have with people. Who are the people in your life that you like? Who are the people in your life that you don't like? Why do you like them? Why don't you like them? If you can't receive the love from God who is love, then there's so much insecurities and doubts and self-hate and self-rejection in yourself then that is the baggage you're walking with into the relationship that you're walking into, be it a boyfriend, be it a girlfriend, be it your mom, be it your dad, be it your sisters, be it your teacher, whoever it may be. So if straight away your relationship with God isn't right, I can guarantee you the relationship that you have with many people is wrong. Your intentions to date that person who you're thinking about at the back of your mind, who you're picturing as I speak right now, as nice as he or she may be, your motivation is wrong. Now, you may think, well, Andrew, you don't know me. You haven't spoken to me. So how can you tell me that my motivations are wrong? I like her. Like him. Liked him for years. Since we were in primary school. Okay, that's good. It means nothing. If your relationship with God isn't right, guys, your first aim is to fix it. Seek the kingdom first and all shall be added onto you. That relationship that is, that is fine, that God wants you to have, you'll have it in time in the right time, in God's time. But sometimes we jump to get into relationships. So let's talk about the boyfriend-girlfriend situation. Sometimes we jump into relationships quickly because the relationships that we had when we grew up weren't good. How many of you, you don't have to put your hand up, how many of you felt not as loved as you thought you should have been by your mom or by your dad? Why did he or she say what they said in the way that they said it for so long? And you thought that time would pass by and if you don't think about it, it's forgotten, it doesn't affect you, it's still there. Because many of you are thinking about it right now. So what did we do back then? We were dissatisfied with relationships. We're watching TVs, we're watching Disney Channel, we're watching CITV, whatever you're watching when you were young and you're seeing these people who are your age make top up having boyfriends and girlfriends on TV. Some of you probably went to schools who had school dances. 10, 11 years old, school dance. Who's your date? Where did you get that from? So we say to ourselves subconsciously, you know what, the relationship is at home ain't right. So I'm going to look for a relationship that I want with the person who I want, and then it will be good. Makes sense, right? How long did that last for? 
So we break up. And we go to our boys or we go to our girls. <laughs> Never again, man. She was crazy. Or that guy. How could, I can't believe you allowed me to go out with him. <laughs> right? <laughs> Sounds familiar, right? <laughs> they weren't the problem. You were. Andrew, no, that's not true. I, they can, I, there's no way that I was the problem because she brought her craziness. What are you talking about? No. Even if craziness is offered, it doesn't have to be accepted. Just because someone offers you offense doesn't mean you have to receive it. So you and your false self said, yeah, no, I don't like that. That's my wall. You've got weeks left. And we go on in life doing that. Many people have actually married into that situation. And they missed the key. And the key was relationship with God. They didn't even see it was connected to anything. And that's the relationship we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about your relationship with God. So let me, let me take a step back. I said to God, God, so we're going to talk about relationships this month. I'm not going to be bait. And, you know, because Valentine's and do relations. No, 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 but give me a different angle. And he said, okay, cool. What we'll do, what I would like you to do is engage them in the relationship that I want with them. I said, cool, that's not a problem. So relationship with God is important. But specifically, if you have a relationship with someone, what do you need? Anyone? Just shout out. You do need communication, but if you want to enter a relationship with, with someone, what do you need for the relationship to happen? Chemistry, cool. It's even simpler than that. Talk to them. Very close. Grace is, is very close. Very simple. Time, no. Knowledge, interest, even simpler. You need another person. Right? I don't know about your relationship, you know, just, <laughs> right? But you need another person. So what I want to present to you in this teaching is, yes, it's about relationship. It's having a relationship with God, the significance of relationship with God, but specifically an introduction to the person of the Holy Spirit. What does that mean? Who is the Holy Spirit? How does he affect my life? This Trinity thing I don't understand. Makes no sense. So let's start off with the Trinity. Trinity is such a hard thing to explain, but I'm going to try and explain it in this, this, this image that God gave me. This is really good, and I hope, I really do hope you lot grasp what I'm going to present to you here. For the sake of the argument, for the sake of this illustration, what you see is God. Now, you may think, and you, yo, listen, I know you like your images and stuff, but I don't see God. I see a light bulb, a battery, a switch, and a circuit. For the sake of the argument, that is God. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Who's the father in, in this, in this switchboard? The switch. No. The father's the switch for this. And you could say the connector if you want. It really doesn't matter. Who's the Holy Spirit? Good. The battery. 
Hold on. <laughs> and the light bulb, there's only one left, is Jesus. Now, what's really interesting is if you take one of these away, there can be no light. There can be no light if you take any one of these three elements away. Now, let's go a bit deeper. So this is a, 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 base, a basic understanding of, of the Godhead, right? Who God is. But what I want you to understand, let's go a bit deeper. God's life is called eternal life, right? God's life is light. So even though in this illustration, Jesus is the light, battery is also the light because it's eternal life. The switch is also light because it's eternal life. So God is light. But the interesting thing about God is that he, work, he functions in different ways. And that's the main thing. Okay, so keep on looking at the diagram. Let's go a bit deeper. Let me try to explain to you in a different way, Jesus. J Jesus is the word of God. Meaning... It's not just words. Let me, you don't mean laugh at me, but this is how I was thinking. I was always told, oh, but Jesus is the word of God. So I thought, okay, so when Jesus came down, God the Father weren't speaking because his word has left him, right? So I just thought Jesus couldn't, I thought the Father couldn't speak and Jesus was speaking for him. No, 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 it's not that. Jesus is the word of God, but the word is more connected to your mind. It's your nature. So... If you are a, a kind-natured person, 100%, then everything that's going to come out of your mouth is kind. The words that come out of your mouth, your actions would be kind. So basically, Jesus is kind of like the, the revealing of the Father's heart. So when the Father speaks, you see, you hear Jesus. He loves you, he cares. Yes, he judges sin, but you're not sin as believers. You've decided not to stand in the presence of sin, but in the presence of light, and we'll, we'll get there. Okay. Now, what's interesting is this. When the word of God became flesh, you know we see there's light coming out of the light bulb? When Jesus was born as a physical being, there was no light but he was a light bulb. Now, the interesting thing about sin, imagine every human person that you see is a light bulb, but a broken light bulb. So imagine a world full of broken light bulbs. When Jesus came to earth, he was the only one that wasn't broken. Everyone with me? 30 years after his birth, he received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. That baptism gave him the fullness of God. He always was God, but he wasn't performing miracles. He wasn't doing certain things because he wasn't empowered. When he had the power, what came on? The light. Very important. Now, I hope that makes sense. You have a bit more of an understanding of, of uh, how God works. He is one but when he interacts with the world, he interacts in different functions. Can I have the light? Who can draw inside this room? Who's a really good drawer? Who can draw someone really quickly? Josephine. 
Okay, you've been called, you've been called up. Now, while she's drawing, let me reveal to you one of the functions. I want to describe to you that the Holy Spirit is a person, but let me describe to you the function of how God works. For the sake of this illustration, Wesley represents Jesus. He's the image of God. Josephine represents the Holy Spirit. The white piece of paper represents you. If you spend enough time with God, what God will do through the power of the Holy Spirit is he will get you to have an image of his son. You see, the Father sends the instruction, Holy Spirit, I want to see an image of, of Andrew, the paper. I want to see my image of my son on Andrew. So all I am, I'm just the paper. Time with the Lord, time in the Word, the image of God, the image of Jesus is drawn on me. Okay, stop. That's not bad. It's better than being way. Well done. Good. Hey, cheers, Wesley. Okay, so the problem is this. As believers, sometimes we're not in the Word, sometimes. Sometimes we're not in His presence. So if the Holy Spirit was trying to draw an image and I kept on doing this all the time, how good a drawing do you think it would be? Not very. Pause, mental thought. How still in God's presence are you? And what currently is the image of Christ in your life? Can it be recognized? Can Christ be seen in you? Or are you doing your own thing? and not allowing God to do his thing. So, one of the functions of the Holy Spirit is transforming you into the image, into not just an image, but the character, the nature, the personality of Jesus will become more of your personality. That's one of the Holy Spirit's functions. One of the most amazing functions of the Holy Spirit is bringing people to salvation. You don't have to follow me, but just write this down. Matthew 16, 15. This is amazing. Now, this came about because one of you, I won't name you, phoned me on Friday. Had some questions. And upon sharing, I realized that this is amazing. I want to share on Sunday. So this is it. Matthew 16, 15 says this. He said to them, but who do you say I am? So let's give you like a, a background of what's going on here. Jesus is walking somewhere in Israel with his disciples. And he asks them, like, who do people say I am? So I'm going to, I'm going to con continue saying, talking. Simon Peter <clears throat> answered and said, you are Christ, 
the son of the living God. Jesus answered saying, blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall, prevail, shall not prevail against it. Okay. There's a lot of information there. But in short, this is the truth. Jesus says to Simon Peter, who, who am I? Who do people say I am? Simon Peter says, you're the son of God. Jesus says, none of your friends told you that. No one told you that. What you have said has come from the Father in heaven. The reason why Peter was able to say it is because the Holy Spirit revealed it to him. So when he revealed it to him, he said it. After that, Jesus then says, okay, well, your name is now Peter, and what you have done, right, on that rock, I will build my church. And what that means is this. On your, the revelation of who Jesus is, the Son of God, is a rock. And anyone who receives that revelation from the Father, through the Spirit, is part of that rock. Let me explain it another way. It was a principle of salvation that he explained. To be saved doesn't take intellect. To be saved is really to receive spiritual knowledge and to believe it. You can only do that. Without the Holy Spirit, you can't do that. So the significance of the Holy Spirit in this party is that without him, you can't be saved can't be saved without him because he leads you to the truth that's why the bible calls him the spirit of truth jesus is known as the truth so the spirit has to show you to the person you can't get okay listen to this jesus says in the bible no one can get to the father except through me so let me show you something no one can get to the father except through jesus no one can get to Jesus except through the Holy Spirit. So important. So the fact that you're saved is through the power of the Holy Spirit. You heard, you heard, not just someone physically saying, would you like to receive Christ? But you truly believed it. You knew there was something there. That's something that was spirit. You got saved. If you haven't made that decision, that decision is waiting for you to make. When Jesus had power, he was amongst bulbs that had no power. That's like you now. You may be going to a school where there are no lights, there is no other light, it's just you. But you're in a position of influence. Okay, so who's ever been outside somewhere, it's dark and there's moths around, but there's one light, there's like a light source. What happens? The, moth, the moths come to the, to the light, right? Now, if it's a fire, there is no protection. 
So when the moth hits the fire, dead. Check this. As believers, or before we were believers, we were like moths. The light was the spirit of God. We were attracted by the light. We got closer, we got closer, we got closer until we were so close that we touched the flame. We died. The new life that you have, you're not a moth anymore. You're now another light bulb. Your purpose in this walk is to get so close to the Holy Spirit that life becomes easy. The deep question is, how do I get close? It's all about letting go of all your other desires. There's no other way, unfortunately. When God is our deepest pleasure, we display him as our highest treasure. When God is our deepest pleasure, we display him as our highest treasure. In 2015, I got an iPhone 6 S Plus. I was gassed. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, because I had a really bad phone before. I used to be walking around, say, yo, yo, you want to check my phone? Check my phone, check my phone, check my phone. Like, yeah, this is really nice. I was telling them the features, everything. I said to Moses, because Moses had a rubbish phone at the time. I said, Moses, yo, check that out. He was quiet. He was like, yeah, it's good, bro. <laughs> you know what God said to me? He's like, oh, so you're hyping up your phone, but you never hype up me. He's like, oh, snap. I was like, yeah, it's true. On a, it, was a, it was a casual Tuesday afternoon. I was hyped because I liked my phone. But I wasn't that way about Jesus. Which leads to this point. You will give glory to the things you enjoy. What's glory? Glory is to magnify, to, to boast about it. You'll only boast about the things that you enjoy. So if you're not enjoying Jesus, you ain't going to boast about him. Boasting about Jesus isn't about choice. Everything that happens in the spirit requires the spirit. Remember that. Everything that happens in the spirit requires the spirit. Okay, I'm going to fast forward because I don't want to hold you guys too, back too much today. I'm going to skip a few things. Okay, let me give you a process. The word of God without the spirit of God is just information. The spirit of God without the word is just inspiration. It's just power. The word with the spirit is revelation. Word without the spirit is information. Spirit without the word is inspiration. Word and the spirit is revelation. 
when you're reading your word, it doesn't, you don't, it doesn't have to be a reading the word. It could just be something that God just gives you. You just get excited. You just get happy for that short second. That is because you have received revelation. When you receive revelation, you come into worship. So you can be singing to God and just have a revelation of God in your mind. You may not even know that it's in your mind, but something will just happen and you'll just get a bit more excited. You'll be a bit more joyful. You've received revelation in your spirit. So that's why you can see some people who, when they're singing Christian songs, some are like, just looking and just singing. And some people are really into it because the people who are really into it, they're the people who have caught a revelation and now they're worshipping. Now, you may ask yourself, so what's the significance of worship? Worship brings transformation. Brings this thing here. Worship brings transformation. You standing still, focusing your eyes on God, that's worship. When you're worshiping, now the Holy Spirit can do what he likes to do and make another person just like the sun. Okay. I'll wrap up with these last two points. You can have two believers. Let me show you the significance of the word of God. You can have two believers in church or at an encounter and they get, both get hit with the power of God. They both feel something. They're, just, they're both enjoying it. They're crying. They're doing something. You have one who just lives a, just a transformed life. You have the other one just back to normal. It happens. Why does it happen? This is why it happens. The one who had a transformed life after the encounter had the word in them. When the power of God blew into the one that had no words there was nothing for the power to latch on and create anytime you see God do something it's because he said for it to be done the doing of God is the Holy Spirit the saying of God is Jesus in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth now the Bible says that the Holy Spirit was around the earth then the first time God speaks, you hear him say, let there be light. So what's happened there? And then after he said that, what happened? There was light. The spirit of God was waiting for the word. So when the word came, transformation, there was light. You guys who are believers, plus God's. You've got the power in you already. You've got the presence in you already. And you're on this level. I don't know what you lot look like with more of the words. More of the word? You kidding me? With you lot? You lot would be dangerous. You lot would be dangerous. Okay. Acts 16, 6, 7. I want you to all to write this. Really important. This is the last thing I'm going to say. Acts 16, Verse 6 to 7. Come on now. Now, when they had gone through, oh Lord, um, Phygia? 
Phrygia, there you go, and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit. Listen to that. They were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. After they had come to Mysia, they tried to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus did not permit them. So what am I saying here? The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Jesus. Before Jesus died, Jesus was a person, just like me and you. When he died, look at what happened. When he died, he ascended. When he ascended, he was glorified. Who knows the story about the, tran- the, the uh, transfiguration? All right, cool. So Jesus just changed. His, his, presence, his, his being just changed. When Jesus was in heaven, he sent down the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was him in a different form. That's why before he died, he said, I want to send you another one, the comforter, who's just like me, he's just in another form of me. So the next time you're walking down road and you're in fear or you're frustrated or you're anxious and you think, well, if Jesus was here, he would say this or he would do this for me. I want you to know that the Holy Spirit's with you anyway. It's just, it's Jesus, but in the spirit. Okay. This is the wrap. Okay. Whatever you treasure your emotions gets glory. Whatever you treasure with your emotions gets glory. Tie your emotions and your desire through prayer just by asking God, God, I just want to be closer to you. I can't, I can't pray like some of these prayer warriors that I'm hearing. I can't pray that well, but I have, I've got a mouth and I've got a desire. Use your mouth, use your desire and just say, I want to get closer to you and leave it to him. Amen. The Holy Spirit is a person who will develop you, who will change you. It's up to us to to get close to him. To get close to him, we just get in the word, we get in prayer. We come to Sunday services. I've got a challenge for all of you guys. Every one of you have got a heart. Yeah, you've got a physical heart, but you also have a spiritual heart. Make it your objective this week to try to keep your spiritual heart clean. To try and keep your spiritual heart clean. You can use your imagination to think of the things that can dirty your spiritual heart. Whatever you think you do usually or can affect you, can put dirt on your heart, try to stay clear of that this week. And you'll be shocked how sensitive your heart actually is. That's your challenge for this week. Keep a pure heart. If something goes wrong, there's a bit of stain, take it to prayer. Blood will cleanse it.
okay? Your relationship with God is so important, but it happens through the channel of the Holy Spirit. He is a person. You can talk to him. He has feelings. He has got a will. His will is to draw closer to you. So use your will and say, you know what? I want to set some time and I'm going to draw closer to him. Let's end it with prayer, guys. Lord, I just want to thank you. I want to thank you for being our healing. We ask for healing, but really we need you, the healer. We ask for salvation, but really we ask you, he who is salvation. We ask for times of peace, but really we ask for the prince of peace. Lord, we just want more of you. Anything that's in, our, that's in our hearts that's taken us away from you, Lord, I pray that you highlight whatever it is and you give us the power, you allow us to believe in the power that's already in us to allow us to step away from whatever that is so we can give you more glory, so we can start to affect in a godly way, all the relationships that we're in for your glory. In Jesus' name we've prayed. Amen. Hallelujah. Well done, guys.